It is. All right. All right. Sons of the Hunt podcast, episode number four of the second season. Indeed, so, man. Yeah. Losing right along. It's uh, just middle of uh, February, and uh, I think this time last year we only had two. Yeah. Done. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in a groove now. We're The last one was, was a little tricky as far as, you know, turning myself into an audio engineer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was wondering how that was going to go. Yeah, but the... Honestly, the episode went went well. It was a fun episode. I, I know not everyone loves craft beer, but it was <laughs> it was probably the most fun podcast we've ever recorded. Yeah, that was it was a lot of fun having Logan here. He's a really solid dude. Um, the uh, you know the video you just put out, the little video short, took off pretty quickly. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, within what less than twenty four hours, we were over seven hundred views or something like yeah, that. So, I, think like, I mean, maybe it speaks volumes to uh, you know what people really are into. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're uh, underestimating the uh, the love of the beer. <laughs> we, everyone loves beer. It's just everybody it's just too beer, good. Man. But we'll get to that eventually. Indeed, uh, we're pretty serious today. Yeah, yeah, serious face. I got my yeah. serious pants on too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're getting back into an outdoor related topic, you know, something that a lot of, a lot of people have, uh, have opinions on for sure. And, you know, just like everyone else, so do we. And, uh, the topic that we, we've been, we've been talking about all week and and it's kind of funny, actually, I, I was going to bring this up that doing the podcast is kind of like a, a cathartic, like learning experience anymore. And sure. it's kind of just making me sharper because our, our process now, you know, we used to go off the cuff quite a bit and, yeah. and we still basically do. Right. But now we kind of pick a topic and it seems like we're just doing our own research and then we finally could get together and talk about it. And that, and it's, I think it's kind of getting a little bit sharper. At least it feels that way because honestly, I learned a lot this week. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. So did I kind of looking into a, a lot of and doing a lot of research on on what we're going to really kind of dip our toes into. I, 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 I that's maybe that's the wrong term. I think we're just diving in. Yeah, uh, I, both I mean, feet jumping in right now. And, and and before we we you know blurt out what we're going to talk about, um, I think the way to uh, transition into this is to explain something that I don't think a lot of people realize. So so just to preface how we're going to get to where we're going to go. Mm. I'm going to talk about, uh, <laughs> I know people love when I talk about uh, college, but anyway, when when I was a senior in high school, I was kind of up in the air as to what I wanted to do. I, I had an idea. I really wanted to go to Penn State for architectural engineering. I was pretty good at it because I was artistic and I was pretty good at math. And putting those things, I, I like to design houses at the time like mm-hmm. that that was just kind of my thing I, I don't know i was into it and i was pretty good at it i won a couple awards for some different model little model homes that i built out of foam core and different projects uh, and stuff yeah i was uh i had a pretty decent portfolio for for a senior in high school and uh i was a good student i was i had like a 3.8 uh at scranton prep i had a lot of extracurriculars and uh i ended up applying to penn state maine and I did not get in because my SATs were too low. And I still did well on my SATs, but 
just not to Penn State standards, I guess, right. which is totally ridiculous because the, this SAT basically changed the course of my entire life now that you look back on it. You know, it that comes around to everything kind of happens for a reason, good, bad, and different. Right. So, so what I'm getting at is uh, aside from that, I could have had scholarships to art schools and uh, my parents kind of squashed that after, you know, paying for me to go to high school. Being a parent, I can't say I blame them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if you can go to art school and be successful with it. Yeah. Great. Good on you. But that's a, I know that's people a, who that's have, a tricky one. I know people who have and people who are happy with their jobs. And mm-hmm. I, I might have been able to do something pretty good with it. But either way, I mean, I picked up a lot from uh, from my good friend Brian. But yeah. regardless, not irregardless, just regardless. Yeah, see that? <laughs> see, we're getting um, smarter every day. I get more smarter by the second over mm-hmm. here talking about college. And uh, basically, I, I looked at what came naturally to me. And the one thing that came very naturally to me was the outdoors. And yeah. I felt that I kind of had a different understanding. I mean, throughout high school, I was in advanced classes. I took advanced biology and uh, advanced chemistry. And I was pretty science-minded to begin with. And growing up in the woods, I mean, you are learning biology secondhandedly, whether you realize it or not. You know, if you were observing certain deer in a certain area at a certain time of the year and you remember that and you go back the next year, well, you know, you're basing, you're making a decision based on previous historical data. Right. That's essentially science. You know, that's biology. So I ended up... uh, Going to the University of Scranton for biology, thinking I was going to pursue something as far as wildlife goes. But the reason that I'm going through all this is that I think that there are a lot of people out there who are using the scientific method in the woods all the time and not even realizing it. And maybe if they did, they'd be more accepting to some of the ideas we're about to talk about. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone who runs a trail camera year-round and looks at that data and, you know, tries to put a story together and make a game plan, you're you're looking at data. And it just blows my mind how many people adhere to such a, a strict program but then can't accept certain things that, you know, state biologists say because they're doing the exact same thing. So... It's on a, another level, right. so to speak. And what we're getting at is uh, really probably one of the biggest talking points that has totally distracted everyone from the the Sunday hunting and the season opener changing and bag limits and all this is CWD in the state. Yeah. I know everyone has seen this in the, the video going around. There's a few different ones. Yeah, there's a couple. There's There was one that came up the other day with a panel of hunters talking to the game commission that was cringy to say the least. Yeah. What I saw of it, I I tried to get through it all, but I was having some technical difficulties uh, getting through it. But yeah, it was, it was hard to watch. You you know, it's for, for some people. And and let me, let me preface this statement is, uh, you know, we, uh, Mark and I are pretty confident that a lot of the people that follow us uh, follow us because there's a lot of similarities in how we view things. Um, we view things with an open mind. 
You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we may have an opinion on something, but we're not afraid to hear the other side. Uh, you know, I'm not always 100% certain I'm correct, but if I got an opinion on something, you better come with a pretty strong argument because know that I have my research and my ducks in a row in that regard. Otherwise, I'm not going to really speak about it. Right. Um, so the people who follow, you know, Sons of the Hunt and people who comment on a lot of the stuff that we, you know, social media stuff that we put out there, we're, we're pretty proud, honestly, of uh, the, the community that's kind of surrounded uh, this whole project. Um, that, that being said, you know, there's a lot of people, other people out there who, you know, uh, they would love to see that video because they just want to see somebody beat down the game commission. It doesn't matter if there's facts involved. It doesn't matter if the emotions involved. They, they get so hung up on the, the negative PR that uh, the game commission has been getting. Uh, last couple of years that you know they don't want to hear science they don't want to hear data they don't want to hear evidence they just want to hear somebody give them a, a beat down you know what i mean and and that's really unfortunate because uh we we stand to lose a lot by demonstrating ignorance on this topic yeah uh, for sure yeah i mean the, the whole narrative of us versus them just needs to needs to go away yeah we gotta squash it quick if we have any chance of uh making any progress here especially with what what we're going to talk about right now because, you know, the more we talked with each other, the more we realized how important this actually is. So, um, yeah, what we've been talking about all week is obviously this, you know, this hot button issue with the CWD. And I know that they were discussing, you know, these, these massive calls and, you know, no one wants to see that happen, obviously. But the, the more we came to understand the, this disease, the, the more we realized that, that there's not much else you can do because you, you, you're not stopping this, first of all. You're slowing it. I mean, at best. So one of, one of the, the videos that just came out was that they, they found a cure for it, and it was, it was a little inflated. Possible it, cure. Yeah, that's it, basically it, what they're uh, alluding to. And it, strong possibility, but yeah, I mean, you know, in some of the comments that I I've, I saw on that video, um, they were they were calling this this doctor, uh, Doctor Frank Bastian. Mm -hmm. He's been studying CWD since '79, and then you know they're calling him a quack, and and it's, I I don't know if it's just because people tend to uh, be combative against things they don't understand or if it's just, you know, I mean, having just said that I have a biology degree, I, I found this new research. I found his, his published article in the Journal of Neuropathy and Experimental Neurology, and I did my best to read through it. I haven't read a research publication in the... Uh, Jeez, when did I graduate? 2011. So it's been been about that long. And it's hard. It's hard to understand exactly what's going on. From what I gather, he's saying that what he's finding common to uh, CWD, and first of all, maybe we should just explain. The CWD is, a, is what they call a TSE. Yes. And... <laughs> We're 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 gonna do our best to, to pronounce these correctly. Yeah. But granted, we had a beer tonight, but they're they're words a, are hard. Words are hard. This is 
A, a TSE is a transmissible spongiform encephalopathy. You got it. Is that it. right? Did I nail it? Encephalopathy. 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 It's potatoes, potatoes. Yeah, exactly. We're from NEPA. NEPA. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's how we pronounce it up here in NEPA. Indeed. Either way. Uh, and he he's found a common bacteria, which kind of disproves that, you know, again, if you're looking at anything in biology, it's no, this is definitive. Nothing's definitive. Right. Nothing is, is taking, taking as fact. Things are suggested and they're somewhat accepted, widely accepted, you know, not accepted. That's kind of how it goes. So right now, you know, this is new and, uh, he has a lot of research to back this up, but he's saying that there's a common bacteria among these various TSEs. Correct. Which is scrapey, which is t- a TSE in sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, the... The bovine, the mad cow. Mad cow. Yep. And CWD. And there was another one, I think, that he... Is it the Kreutzfeldt-Jakob disease? Yeah. This, so, so legitimately, a TSE found in humans. Yes. So... From what we gathered, I mean, we, we could be off base because we, we're just trying to, you know, def- not define, but understand this research ourselves, is that this bacteria is common to all of them. And it's most commonly believed that TSEs are transmitted through through a prion, prion Correct. protein, which is just a misshapen protein, basically. Like, like a better denatured. term, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was... For a long time, widely accepted that CWD was passed on from deer to deer through this this prion, correct? This prion protein that, f- from what all the research shows, is almost indestructible and lasts can be what what is it inoculated in a deer for years? Sure, yeah. The incubation period could be anywhere from 12 to 18 to 24 months where the deer doesn't show any symptoms at all. Um, and during that time, the, what during the incubation period, the deer can continue to spread these prions through urine, through feces, through saliva, um, that type of thing. And that's kind of how it's spread. Um, so right. you don't know if the deer is sick or not, and they're still spreading these prions on whether it be uh, you know when they defecate uh and urinate, yeah, urinate. on um in a clover field yep well those prions they're going to attach themselves essentially to that natural material and another deer comes along eats that clover and yep. now it's sick it, right. it, it it contracts that um it, it it can persist in the in the environment for they said decades Years. Years. so it doesn't Long it's time. not like i mean it's a bacteria it's not like um uh, it doesn't have essentially a life, so it's not right. going to die off to temperature uh, variables. I mean, it can survive extreme heat, extreme cold. Um, there's not a whole lot uh, that you can do to kill it. It just kind of has to yeah. go through well, the half-life and time out, essentially. Well, they, they say to to denature that, that prion, you'd have to heat it to like 600 degrees, like 600 Celsius. centigrade. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be hard to, to to take those measures. So you know that's the, the the you know the biggest issue with it is identifying it. You know what I mean? So 
Um, yeah, it, it's a, a really slippery slope. And again, I, I'm I'm no biologist. Mark's the closest thing to a biologist in this yeah. room, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> by far. But loosely, loosely a right. biologist. And, and you know, I but I just I've been fascinated with this since I learned about it uh, between the CWD and the EHD, which is a whole other topic. We're not going to get into that. Google it, um, and you'll you'll find you know uh, a never-ending list of articles in that regard. But um, the CWD thing, it, it's getting. The, the point that we're getting at really is to try and, and get everybody to take a step back a little bit, um, you know, because we have this habit of demonstrating these knee-jerk reactions to things, uh, these emotional reactions. And, you know, uh, when you mess with a tr any tradition, uh, especially a tradition like hunting, you're going to ruffle some feathers. And, you know, when we have people out there who are really trying to get to the bottom of this and figure out, um, how they're going to contain this or, or eliminate it altogether, uh, we kind of got to cut them some slack because there's not a whole lot out there uh, to lean on. Yeah, so, because, because there's no cure. There's no cure for it. So, so. you know, there's a lo they're trying to do as much research in it as, as quickly as possible. And, um, you know, unfortunately, there's no real soft approach to this. Yeah, it, it's basically try to contain it to an area Mm -hmm. and prevent it from spreading any further. And, I mean, if you look at it, I think the first case that was documented was, was it 64, 67? 67, I 67 think, in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. So the middle of the state. And, you know, if you look at, is it the, uh, I had this up the other day. What, where was it? The United States, I can't find it. So, basically, there's... Uh, the Chronic Wasting Disease Experts, cwd-info.org. Perfect. So this is the, the United States has a team dedicated to studying this solely. And what they do is uh, they do a lot of mapping, like geographic mapping. Sure. To, to just show a lot the, of those, the spread yeah, of this. And graphs. if you look at it, it's all in the middle of the country. Mm -hmm. And it's every year spreads a little bit more, a little bit more. We're lucky in northeastern Pennsylvania, I mean, it it's a matter of time. It's probably sure. here. It could be. But it's rare at this point, I would say. Sure. Maybe one deer you'd come across. Yeah. I mean, western PA, there's some cases, central, western, central, like, you know, um, there's, I think, Clearfield County's had some, some issues out in that direction. But um, now, to be clear, I mean, it, it was identified in Colorado in 1967. That doesn't mean that's the first time. It, it, it's probably been around for a long, long time, yeah. but it hadn't been identified in the past. Right. So just to be clear, I mean, it wasn't invented or, you know, dis I mean, it was essentially discovered then, but it, it's been around a lot longer than uh, we've known about it. But that was when. So a lot of those maps that you're going to see are based off that discovery, not like the, you know, the uh, so there's a term I'm looking for where the beginning like patient zero yeah you know what yeah, I mean yeah. uh, I I mean the etiology of it or whatever it is you know that's where that's that's where it kind of grew from from the current research we have modern research and uh, it's you know there's a number of ways that it gets moved around yeah. um, number of theories on it a number of factual ways that it's been moved around whether you know uh, I mean a lot of people like to you know, blame deer farms but I mean, definitely they're partially a part of it, but I don't think that they're... There's definitely several different vectors that, that can... Ways that this can be transmitted without sure. a doubt, just because from all this accepted research that, that, that Prion, mm -hmm. I mean, 
obviously if you've got an infected animal that's dead and you carry it somewhere else right your humans are moving this sure on top of that you know they say that it's not a large portion but deer urines you know buying them and putting them in other states because you're basically yeah. taking urine from uh, some kind of deer farm. Sure. And then you're selling it as a cover scent or an attractant or something of that nature. Or, you know, you go hunting in New York, you kill a buck and you drive it over here to Pennsylvania. Uh, or, you know, you kill a buck in Ohio that's, or that's, you drive it here. You drive it here to Ohio. I mean, you cross state lines. That's becoming a more and more enforced regulation Indeed. in in the Midwest. Especially and, now. Yeah it's, yeah. it's kind of a big deal. More More so than it ever has been. Um, but you know, in the sale of, you know, live deer through the farms, I mean, that's right. a bit of a problem. Um, you know, there's, uh, just some recent, uh, a couple of recent, uh, things here right in here in Pennsylvania, where there was a, a, a buck was sold to a hunting preserve from a farm and I, I, Jesus, and I'm not going to say county names cause I'm not hundred percent certain what they are, but, um, and they found on the, it was shot the buck on this farm preserve type uh place and it tested positive yeah so that deer tested positive another deer tested positive and they traced it back to the farm that it was purchased from and there were other deer positive there saying they're quarantining that that entire farm um but you know again pennsylvania has well over a thousand deer farms and if deer farms were a problem we'd be in a lot worse shape than we are so it's part of it no question yeah but i i think more uh, of a natural transmission is like deer to deer. deer to deer movement most likely you know deer crossing into different areas you know that type of thing I, I that's of course my opinion uh that you're more likely to have it spread that way than you know dragging a deer across right. the state line in your pack your right. pickup truck you but know? It, you know it it's definitely not you know helping it's not at all it, it's it's for sure a way to move that that disease but so Back back to you know the the maps like we said this is definitely one hundred percent without a doubt cannot dispute this moving it's growing yes this is spreading and it's I guess it's kind of why we're talking about it right now because up until a week ago yeah CWD it's a thing blah 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 that was about my my view on it and then the the more you know I heard about this and I watched some videos I said all right you know what. If I'm going to formulate an opinion on this, I want to understand it on my right. own, formulate a real opinion based on what I've read and what I've researched and what I could kind of determine to be true or accepted. And and the the fact of the matter is it's just about here. And, yeah. and you know, the, we've seen this happen in other parts of the world. It's happened uh, – they, they actually had a, a pretty large call – was it Saskatchewan or, or Alberta? I believe it was in Saskatchewan. They saw Canada. they saw the disease coming, mm-hmm. and Canadians take their whitetails pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah, they got on it pretty quick. And they said, "We don't want this." And the one thing they 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 started calling deer. Yeah, large quantities of them. Norway took out an entire herd of reindeer. Yeah, yeah, the caribou. Or caribou. The, or... the, you know, I, I guess with that situation, there's several herds. Right. And one of the herds was. Uh, very prolific they were seeing a large number of them starting to test positive for it so they made a very unpopular decision very similar to what's happening now um, in our own backyard here Uh, they made a very unpopular decision to eliminate that entire herd and they 
were pretty much allowing hunters to kill as many as they wanted. Uh, there was no bag limit on them. Right. And once the season ended, they went in with, um, you know, government uh, snipers, I guess you could say, sharpshooters. And they ended up killing 2,400 caribou. Right. That was in Norway. Yeah, in yeah. Norway. I mean, you could look you could look it up. It's what happened. Yeah, yeah. And it's what they had to do. Now, to to kind of, uh, you know, because, of course, the next logical question is, well, they killed 2,400 of them. How many had CWD? A very small number. I believe they said 20 yeah. of those 2,400 tested positive. So it seems like, you know, taking out a, a lot of deer just to, you know, stop 20 cases. But in the short-sightedness of it, yeah, that might seem to be the case. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, in, in the bigger picture of it, they were probably the very first successful program on a large scale in the wild outside of a deer farm or a penned area um, to successfully eliminate it from an area. They, they also quarantined the area pretty indeed, much, right? Indeed. It was and a, I don't know how, how started, exactly they did that. but Well, I think they monitored it very closely uh, by collaring deer from right. other herds. Uh, so once they kind of strayed into that zone, then they were, you know, I, I don't know if they tracked them down and harvested them. I'm not certain, but I know they did a lot of collaring and that type of thing to track the deer movement so they could, because again, if you have 20 infected deer in a certain area, well, it comes back to the, the prions and right. they're going to be, you know, maintained. They're going to exist. That they're going to maintain in the soil, in the environment um, for a certain amount of time. So they slowly built that herd back up and, uh, you know, it's still not where it needs to be, right? Uh, but you know, <laughs> but it's better than it's better than it's spreading extinction. from twenty to forty to one hundred and twenty yeah. to two thousand, um, and then they go, "Wow, we've got a problem here." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hitting the Midwest so hard right now, mm -hmm. and you know, we all all we can do is look back and think, "Well, geez, what could we have done?" Mm -hmm. Well, I think we know what we could do, so. No one wants to wipe out a, a ton of deer. No. You don't want to do it. No. But if it's going to preserve the future of the deer and it's going to stop a herd from becoming extinct, then as a conservationist, that's what you have to consider doing. It has to be at least, at the very least, considered because, again, you know, there's no soft approach to this. It's go big or go home. Um, as yeah. as with the research we have and everything that I've been able to come up with and what I've been able to, to look through, I mean, all week we've been spending, we, we've been looking at this pretty hardcore so that, yeah. you know, we can add a little bit of relevance to what we're saying. Um, but, you know, it's... If we did have to go through and, and call a, a large number of deer, rest assured, I mean, the North American model of wildlife conservation is such that it would not take us long to bring that herd back to where it needed to be. Right. It would, in, in, over the course of history, um, you know, it would be a bump in the road. I mean, uh, you know, when you look back at what we did for turkeys, antelope, black bear, white-tailed deer, mule deer, uh, elk, I mean, all these big game species, you know, just a couple of years ago, they were, you couldn't even, there wasn't even a huntable population of them. Right. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, we're going to wipe out deer in a certain county of Pennsylvania and then that's it. Yeah. What did they bring turkeys from and to? Uh, West Virginia. They trapped them, I no, guess. No, I mean, the, 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 the wild turkey population in the country at one time was next to nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just got just subsistence hunting and market hunting. Yeah. They got wiped out down to pretty much nothing left. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there was a, 
I just I can't remember his name. He was a, a biologist, went to the Appalachian Mountains in West Virginia and trapped a hen and successfully bred that hen and then started that reintroduction process. It's unbelievable. And, and from basically one turkey out of the Appalachian Mountains, yeah. brought it back to where it is today. You know what I mean? And, and it's an, an absolutely astonishing feat of conservation. So, and that's based off of the North American model of wildlife conservation, the best model on the planet, bar none. Correct. Um, we just have, um, you know, a great methodology of going about it, how we support it financially, economically. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of biologists in place to, to make good decisions uh, for, for the good of the of the herd of the flock or whatever it may be uh, so you know it would suck i'm not gonna lie yeah it, it would suck to have to see that happen but consider the alternative yeah you know and definitely I mean? to where we have nothing and yeah. then now we're fighting to bring them back from an even deeper hole yeah and i mean the the reality of it is that it's it's coming here it's on its way and if we don't try to make some kind of change or do something it's it's not going to benefit anybody it's it's a it's a hard thing to to I don't know. It's a hard thing to swallow. It's hard yeah. to wrap your head around. I, again, especially if you're not familiar with you know the conservation movement um, of the past. But you know when you, you get tunnel vision and you you know you, you're you're looking at the immediacy of it. Yeah. You're like, man, it's you know for the next ten years I'm not going to have deer to hunt. Yeah. And it sounds grave. It does. But it, I mean, it, it it kind of is. I mean, it, it, it truly is. But you know. Um, just one of those things, man, like, you know, we were talking about it earlier, you know, I, I, I look at things a little bit differently and I'm not alone in this by any means. There's a lot of people out there who, who share, uh, same sentiment, but you know, if, if the biologist came out and said, listen, the deer herd is in really bad shape right now. Um, you know, just for whatever reason, uh, we're not going to, we're going to have to, uh, discontinue deer hunting for the next decade. But we still need you to buy a hunting license, right? Because yeah. we need that money. You know, you can hunt squirrels, you can hunt turkeys, whatever. That's just a you know a bonus on the on the pile. But you can you can still do some outdoor activities, but you can't hunt deer for a decade. So we can fix the herd. It would be sad. It, it would be sad. It would yeah. be sad how many people wouldn't buy a license. Well, yeah, but I'll bet your ass I say this with the most sincerest. Uh, event you know i would i would 100 percent be on board with it because i would too i know that then my kids could hunt deer yeah and their kids could hunt deer yeah and hopefully their kids can hunt deer you know what i mean and it's a small price to pay on my end to kind of uh continue you know doing what we do as hunters aka conservationists right right and you know there there was something i read i forget exactly where i found it now but it basically says that it, if there were to be some sort of apocalyptic extinction event, mm -hmm. that the wildlife would, would be the first to go Probably. before us. So, I mean, this could be the beginning of some kind of extinction event, without a doubt. I mean... Crazier things have happened. Yeah, it's happened in the past. And it just the way this, this disease acts and, and the way it's evolved, I mean, it, it's... It's just a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing to try to conceptualize. By all means. Yeah, and it, it is. And again, we're, a lot of the data that's coming out is still, you know, new. 
Um, there's a lot of data that's been around since, you know, the 70s and 80s, you know what I mean? And uh, I think in PA, they first discovered it in 2012, so it's relatively new to our area. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, in six years, seven years, it's starting to really make its way around to where it was just a, a you know, a, a flash in the pan. Now it's something that we really have to seriously consider. So, you know, the whole point of this conversation was for Mark and I to kind of urge anybody out there before you kind of have that emotional knee jerk reaction to, to really, you know, get your digital pitchforks and your virtual yeah. torches and yeah. go after to, you know, form your, you know, social media thread lynch mob and and go after these people who are offering up solutions uh consider the solution against the long-term you know big picture and and i mean goals you know on top of that what why are we attacking the people who are trying to help you know what i mean and 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 i and i know so many people say they're not helping well they're doing something yeah, they're doing more than you're probably doing. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Yep. And it's it's not, it doesn't have to turn into a finger pointing thing, but I mean, look at other parts of the country, like we just said, like other parts of the world where mm-hmm. this has happened, and they've done this. Yeah, like they they've been through this. There have been other places that have been through it. Learn yeah. from it, and, and they've know? and they've taken big measures uh, to correct it. I it's think a huge thing being Asian able to learn. I think was it Tokyo or somewhere over? Uh, yeah, Japan. In Japan, somewhere there's an American had, elk over there, right? There, yeah, there. Yeah, there was a. It was. I think it was the. It was an elk. Jeez, again, I, I apologize, everybody. I'm, some of these. Uh, I mean, I've crammed so much in been, my head over this. It's just been a week. flurry of, <laughs> yeah, of, of data and information. And, and 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 a lot of really stupid videos. Yeah, just, yeah. just people being genuine asses. A hundred percent. But that's, you know, that's, that's mankind. I mean, you know, any, any division of any, you know, you're, you're going to find stupid people no matter where you look. Um, and, and there's no exception in, in the hunting community. There's no, you know, that there's, you know, there's bad apples in every bunch. And, but. and you know, you know, I, I should, I should rescind that last statement. It's not so much them just being asses or, or being stupid. It's just being uninformed. Well, a little yeah. bit of all of it. I think all of the above. You can check all those boxes for yeah. a lot of the things we've been seeing. But one thing I have seen is that the people who are trying to formulate some sort of solution, they're willing to sit down and have conversations. Yeah. They're willing to explore options. So, you know, kudos on them for that. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with having uh, a, a rational conversation, you know, a civil discussion. Yeah. But to start with the name callings and just for the sake of trying to, you know, puff out your chest in front of the rest of the guys in the room, that's not going to get us anywhere. That's going to hinder us and slow us down. Yeah. And we might as well just reference the video that we're, that we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, that, that panel discussion. I don't know if it was posted through the Game Commission. I think it was posted through a local news channel mm-hmm. somewhere out in the western part of the state. From what I what I understood was that, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think the hunters knew that it was going to be broadcast. I mean, who cares? And, right. What but difference? I think does it was make? just a live broadcast. Somebody set up a cell phone in the room, and because I mean, the sound quality was pretty horrible. Well, you know what? I'm but, I'm glad that that they did that because well, that's it. You have what, to. What kind of cover your ass? You know what I mean? What kind of circus would that have been if they didn't say, "All right, here, at least censor yourselves and and try to you know." Yeah. Be dignified and respectful. Right, right. I mean, that it, it was embarrassing, that video. Yeah, I was, was embarrassed was for them yep. because some of the, the claims they were making were totally un, unsubstantiated. There, there was no data behind. They, they, they pulled out a graph on their phone. Like, it was, it was ridiculous, yeah. honestly. 
Well, and the kicker was, I mean, of what was there about eight guys there yeah. that represented the hunters? There was a couple of guys there that were pretty serious about trying to make some headway. Yeah. But there were a couple other ones there my, that were just my absolute favorite part of the video. <laughs> this I, I loved it. There's the, there's there was the main guy sitting in the middle, and people were referring to him as the big guy. He was a big guy, and then there was another guy sitting next to him with a goatee, and the guy with the goatee said. Uh, he was pleading with the game commission, please, please, is there something that the hunters can do? Is there another solution to this? Because what the, what they were talking about was a call. The call, yeah. And they were going to bring in sharpshooters and take out X amount of deer based on, on a, a sur- survey they did of how mm-hmm. many deer are in the area, which the panel could not wrap their head around. And he's pleading with the game commission, please, what can hunters do? What Blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently in this part of the state, they they sold CWD tags. Mm-hmm. They DMAP tags, they call them, So, right? So in almost in the same breath of this guy pleading that they can do something, the guy next to him said, because I'm, I think that the response was, well, we had the, the, the tags. Blah, the blah, DMAP blah. tags, yeah. The guy next to him says, yeah, I bought 20 of those tags and I threw them right in the garbage. Yep, you just shot yourself in the foot. Uh, it's just and you shot your buddy in the foot. Like right now, I'm just like the, the cameras went off, but it's just like I'm holding my head because it's just yeah. like, are you are you kidding me? They they're giving you the opportunity to do this, but you know you hunted for for 30 years, you know. Yeah. That that's your resume. Yeah. You, you you're you're <laughs> arguing against people who have dedicated their lives to it. Yeah. And and you're you know. With doctorates and PhDs and bachelor's degrees and science degrees. And, and yeah, you know, and, and you've hunted the same 25 acres your whole life. And, you know, apparently the whole world reflects that 25 acres. But, and again, but, they, but again, there are people like that out there, but there are also people out there who want to explore other options because they don't want to see, yeah. you know, the extreme side of what measures are available. I mean, you know what I mean? And, yeah. I mean, you could plead as much as you want, but I mean, uh, the research is doing the best that they could do. You know, yeah, they're yeah. going in whatever direction they feel. Yeah. Th- th- there's not just one doctor out there studying this. There's several teams. It, it's it's all over the country. Yeah, that, there's there's entire like QDMA is involved. Uh, you know, they they've got a lot of stances on it. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundations. Uh, you know, they've uh, administered a stance on it. So there, there's an, a lot of large conservation organizations and non-government organizations that are taking a hard stance on this to try and assist in some way to kind of stamp this out because of the potential disastrous results of letting it letting it fly yeah i mean you know deer hunting is is a big part of you know the economy of the united states never mind just the hunting economy oh yeah the overall economy billions of dollars we're talking here so there's there's a huge economic impact uh and there's there's a huge you know uh, impact to the to the overall wildlife. I mean, there's a balance that we work very hard to keep. Right. And when you throw a big wrench into the works of that balance, it affects everything from songbirds to salamanders to stuff that you don't even think about as a hunter right. in a big way because that balance shifts and it makes it much more difficult to keep the system rocking and rolling. So, you know, there, there, the potential to suffer great losses it, it, it can't be ignored. So we, we have to, again, at least consider some of these options, listen to both sides. If you have something to say about it, say it. Yeah. But 
don't say it just to hear yourself speak. If you got something to say that's constructive and can potentially uh, contribute, 100% man, you know, Mark and I would support that. Whether we agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. If you have something to say and you have some kind of uh, data behind it or some kind of great theory on how to fix something, man, have at it. But if yeah. you just want to, you know, call names and, you know, just stand in the way of somebody just for the sake of, you know, looking cool with your uh, your hunting buddies, well, you know what? The hell with you because we don't need it. We don't we don't need people slowing the this process down. It's slow enough as it is. Right. On the on the other hand, however, I mean, I, I, the the game commission, Pennsylvania Game Commission, has I think they might need to hire a public relations company to kind of help them regain the trust of a lot of the hunters yeah. in the state. You know, whether I mean, it's deserved or not. Um, you know, just looking at some of the comments through social media, there's a lot of uh, distrust between the hunting community and the Pennsylvania Game Commission. Yeah. Um, and again, a lot of it's founded on just bullshit. But a lot of people have really well thought out responses to certain things right and they still have a distrust of the game commission so yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of it's always based on one run-in where you know sure sure one game commission was an, a jerk I, to me I, so the whole i tagged the antler i should tag the ear but i mean yeah. you know it's it's you know you, but that, and that's the thing we got to learn to separate that yeah we got to separate those singular experiences out of the whole so that we can focus on uh you know uh, a a really a realistic solution to this because uh right now we still don't have one i mean this is big news coming out yeah. you know and you know props to to dr bastian but you know he's out of uh, lsu if i'm not mistaken yep. he's a professor at lsu i mean right. he he's made some huge strides in this but it's not something new like you said he's been studying this since the 70s so you know props to him to to keep on hammering away to find you know something else because that everyone was so hung up on the common denominator being the prion well yeah it's present but it looks like you know we're and you know it, it doesn't the wrong tree a little bit yeah this doesn't discredit any of that research a, mm. a, a large amount of it is still valid you know and the, the other thing is we don't know how valid this new research is right you know yeah, it's it, it's gonna have to kind of come out in the wash a little it's, bit it's a process and i mean the that one video circulating is is uh pretty optimistic yeah we'll yeah, say i mean yeah. he, he's <laughs> saying that, he's it. saying that we're, we're gonna have a, a, a vaccine and, yeah offering 10-year plans and stuff yeah. well you know that remains to be seen um but but again you know there's it's just a, a lot of, i think a lot of people are avoiding this topic people who have platforms which is unfortunate because you know when something this big comes along you would hope that a lot of people in the outdoor community would kind of step up and have something to say positive yeah in regard to something like this and it's, it's very telling the ones that are not doing the right thing yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah and that's unfortunate but again we, we shouldn't you know, call we're not going to call anyone out but i no. mean you you'll know the videos when you see them and that's it that's it there's there's certain people in it that are really well known and well respected in the outdoor community that are not doing us any justice by their statements and and you know Hey, everyone has a right to an opinion, but you know, ah, it's just it it, it it hurts when you see people trying to slow everything down just for the sake of uh, a couple more uh, thumbs ups on their Facebook yeah. pages. But you know that that aside, um, I I think that it was important for Mark and I to talk about this. We were hesitant for obvious reasons to. Well, I, I think just because, you know, we needed to do our research first. Yeah. And be more informed to be able to talk about this, and you know. It, 
uh, I'm sure we misspoke at times, but you know, we we have our opinions, and and you know, we we've, we've come here through doing our own research, not listening to, you know, one guy that might have a, a show on the Outdoor Channel mm-hmm. rant to his cell phone yeah. about what he thinks. That's and that's that's the issue. Too many people formulate opinions that way. Right. I mean, that's the, there's a pros and cons. I mean, nowadays anybody can have a platform and yep. they can say whatever they want on yeah. that platform. You're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, I think there's a certain responsibility that comes along with that to not only not spew bullshit, but to right. actually try and to help create an environment that um, s- stimulates growth, whether right. it be in a growth in a solution, uh, growth in hunter numbers growth and conservation, uh, you know, growth overall in a positive direction. And I think, you know, that was, I think, the biggest um, ulterior motive that we had was to kind of stimulate growth in a positive direction around this whole situation. Yeah. And and not only stimulate growth, but stimulate thought. Yeah, 100%. You know? Just, you know, do your own research. Don't take anybody's word for it. Don't take our word for it. Yeah. I mean, you, you can Google anything that we've talked about today. Odds are you're going to find an article or two that are going to link it right to exactly what we said. Now, yeah. we may have had a couple of stats wrong or something like that. So, you know, yeah. you know but sue I, me. But just, just to prove how serious we are about this, we didn't even drink during this segment. Not even a drop of beer. Not this whole first half. So now, when I got here, we had a conversation. Well, I mean, all, you know, yeah, full, full we, disclosure. It, it's like, you know, it's like stretching before a game. Exactly. Yeah, you know? you got to warm up. Got to loosen um, it up a but little yeah, bit. But, yeah, no, we really wanted to focus on this yeah. and, and keep our keep our ducks in a row, keep our uh, our facts straight. And, uh, and, and, and again, we, we want to be considered, um, you know, some of these thought, thoughts to be valid. And, yeah. uh, you know, sitting back laughing about it. it you know, yeah. we like to laugh and j- joke around on the podcast as much as possible because it adds a different element. But this is something that we feel pretty strongly about, as do many of you, uh, no question, given the uh, the environment as of yeah. late. Get, um, get yourself a podcast that can do both. See that? Yeah. But iTunes, SoundCloud. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think that we we did Sounds a good that. a good job here kind of making this all-encompassing. I mean, we... <laughs> We talked for a good 45 minutes on a pretty serious topic. So I think we'll, excuse me, we'll wrap this up and then we'll come back and we'll make up for the, the yeah, lack man. of hydration in the beer. first episode, yeah, the first you. half. Because, um, uh, you, you know, the, the main thing was that we need to, to say those those tough words, those $2 words. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, words are hard, man. So we got to, you know, we got we to gotta reel Tran- it in a little bit. Transmissible, spongioform encephalopathy there you go man you nailed it <laughs> you nailed it How, what's another good one uh the what was the uh Sp- spiral plasma the spiral plasm yeah yeah uh that was a good one the uh another three was the uh um the kreitzfeld oh <laughs> jacob's disease kreitzfeld, kreitzfeld jacob's disease yeah that was a. Uh, now that's, yeah, that's actually a TSE in humans. Yeah, scary yep. thing. Yeah, so don't 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 eat your tri- tribesmen's brains when they die out of respect. Yeah, cool. That, that that just comes that just bad all around. What kind of camo are you wearing this year, <laughs> Kuru? <laughs> Kafaru, I think it was. No, so, uh, we're, we're really well, well, mangling this. There's Kuyu, but Kuru yeah. is, Kuru the, is, the, is the, the disease tribe or something like that. No, or? I think Kuru was the actual di- what they were calling it when uh, this. It was a tribe in New New Guinea. To honor their dead, 
mm-hmm. they would eat them. Yeah. yeah. And one person had uh, spontaneous Kreitzfeld Jakobs. Yeah. And uh, through eating <laughs> this person mm-hmm. and then eating the next person and the next and it just kind of went nuts and mad uh, human so did disease. half the tribe. So yeah, yeah mad human disease. Enough There's of this. a lot of that going around lately. Yeah. Enough of this though. We're we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna come back in a couple of minutes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us for uh Yeah, this was a, a serious for forty five minutes here, carry on about this. But you know, if you agree with us, let us know. If you disagree with us, we'd be happy to entertain it. Uh, oh, they'll let, let us know if they disagree. Oh yeah. <laughs> Banking on it. All right. We'll see. We're back, second half. And now, oh, this is why we didn't drink the Been first. Waiting half. a minute, yeah. We had we we couldn't have. Not it would have gone a whole different direction if we uh, started out this way, no doubt. Cheers. You hear that silence? Oh my god, that can only mean one thing. That is. That's interesting, man. Hmm. This is my new gold standard, buddy. Yeah, it's not hop slam. Any longer? No, it's this no. beer. This is uh, I don't know, man. I I, I like it. I don't. I it's a little think sweet. I, it's a little unsweet. A little sweet for, me, for your taste. Um, I you know it's not that I like real bitter beers, mm-hmm. but I I do love a little bit of that bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um, but this does this doesn't have this it. is fantastic, man. I, so, when you said triple IPA, so okay, so yeah, again, we, full disclosure. <laughs> uh, just tell them what what's going on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've never had a triple IPA before. So this uh, Beer Tree Lost Forest, um, yeah, man, New England triple IPA coming in at uh, ABV at 10.2%. So it's a little a little heavy, but it doesn't yeah. taste that way. It's huge. Yeah, it's, that's, you would it's not a know big it. beer. But yeah, it's yeah, it just is. like, it's so unique. I've never had a triple any IPA. Nor have I. And I don't know, it's... It almost has like a, like a caramely. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to put my finger on it, and I can't do it. Now the nose does not meet the taste. Do you know what I mean? Like no, when you it, smell it and then you taste it, completely different. Usually you can get a bit of a feel for for a beer on the nose. Like you can kind of get a good sense if it's going to be real boozy or if it's uh, going to be real fruit forward. So, um, but this is uh, definitely unique. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I don't. Th- they don't really do regular beers there. Okay. I think it's like constantly rotating at Beer Tree. They're out of Port Crane, New York. Okay. Yeah, it's not too far from here, right? That's just a yeah. hop, skip, and a... Uh... Like, f- from here, it's like 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's like nothing. It's dangerously close. But anyway, like you said, this is called Lost Forest. I have the description here. I'll, I'll read it. It's uh, created as the world's first triple NEIPA hiking beer. We set out to push the limits of our mash... Or mash ton? I wonder if that's supposed to say run. Mash run. T-U-N. Beer words. Beer words are hard. And dry hopping schedule. We used an obnoxious amount of Galaxy and Michigan copper hops to provide a seductive tropical fruit aroma. It's backed by a super creamy mouthfeel with a slight sweetness. I mean, that's that's a good description. Yeah, I, I would but, go with I that. But, I mean, the, the mouthfeel part. As as goofy as that is, 
that's super accurate. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And I'm starting to. I'm. It's, it's starting to become uh, less cringeworthy that term as we. I as mean, we it, get it's accurate. <laughs> I just spit it all is. on my computer. Yeah, that's okay. It's it, all love, it, man. It's all love. It's, <laughs> it's all love. Yeah, this it's is. It's all uh, love, Tom. It's a real cool color. Speaking of caramely, it's got almost a caramel color. It's not a real bright orangey gold color, but Look it's definitely the, not the transparent. Rings. Oh, I know, that's, man. That's always a good a good beer leaves good rings. It's not real heavy on the tongue, um, dude. I'm I'm enjoying this. Like, how quickly can you suck that down? I mean, seriously, I and you know, it's funny. Like when I initially taste a beer for the first time, I take like three big good swigs. Yeah, and that's you how I it. get a good feel for it. Instead of like a little sip or a little now. Outside of last time we had the uh, Santa Mole, oh, yeah. uh, it was highly recommended that we take a small sip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That beer was something else, too. That I mean, just as unique as this one. Yeah, but. I couldn't stop thinking about that beer, that Santa Mole. Because I I, I'm not a spicy food guy, but I'm a spicy with flavor. I love it. you know. And, man, that, boy, that was a punch in the mouth, man. It was great. It was awesome. It, it was, was right for when we drank it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't was... know if you guys noticed, but we got a little, little on the tipsy side the last no. episode. Maybe you. I don't know. I was fine, huh? <laughs> All we did was drink. We drank Pretty much, yeah, from, the, from the time we started. Um, but hey, it makes for good content. Yeah, it was makes awesome. For good content. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Logan's a pretty good dude, and he helped. You know what I mean? To have yeah. somebody who actually is into it. We uh, got a good rapport going with him. Yeah. And he's a lot of fun to talk to. That, uh, that was good, just, good head on his shoulder. Yeah. That was just the conversation I, I I have been waiting to have for a long time. Yeah. With somebody that brews beer. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I'm glad he came. Wait, we get somebody who's got a hunting background on this show. How, yeah. Uh, boy, it's really going to hit the fan. I, I tell you what. We, we have it lined up. I'm not going to announce who it is, but it, it's going to be an event because oh yeah we're, it's we're, going to be a pivotal moment for sons of the hunt podcast yeah it's going to involve film and it's going to involve an expert in the field that may run long it'll be a long one <laughs> it'll be a long one yeah it, it's it's going to be huge and uh we're just going to tease at that for now yeah that's all you get but other than that we're not going to uh be all uh gloom and doom yeah, half. no, we got a little something off our chest in the first half, um, but again, you know, I, and I and I, I feel that maybe uh, it needs to be stressed again. You know, uh, we're very proud of the people that you know follow Sons of the Hunt. You know what I mean? There's some really solid people out there that follow along with us, and uh, for, I don't know how we managed to do it, but we managed to avoid a lot of the, the uh, the fuds and the bubbas and the the people who uh, we point fingers at has given us a bad name as sportsmen and women um you know and look to each their own you know uh everyone has a way they're raised and how they want to go about handling their business but um you know we we feel there's a pretty solid way that you can conduct yourself that's not going to hurt anybody mm-hmm. and you're going to just promote um a positive uh a vi- promote a positive vibe around uh, our community so um that being said, um, you know, we just wanted to stretch our legs a little bit on the subject and uh, kind of let everybody know it's okay to keep an open mind on this. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to take a side right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. Do your own research. Come to your own conclusions. Don't listen to celebrities. Don't listen to <laughs> podcasters if you don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hope what I always 
I don't know, maybe this is just how I always pictured myself. I always kind of felt that I, I wanted to do the, the logical thing. Yeah. I wanted to be a, like a kind of a voice of reason. All caps, man. Logical. That's I, that, that's it. I mean, and I kind of feel like, you know, I carry that into my career. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I, I, I manage people. I, I have direct reports. So you have to be cognizant that you, you're going to be wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you just have to be okay with it. You know, it, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. No, no. You, you it's the only way it. to learn, it's you know. A, and, and when you own it, you earn respect from your peers. For sure. When you own it. You yeah, know, and, you, you and hopefully, fingers. Hopefully that that translates into the, this industry, and I and know that's difficult because sure, but people you know, love when you're wrong. It all depends on the on the day of the weekend. Honestly, I mean, there's times where I have you know really relevant conversations with people on social media that I don't know, I've never met, and we can have a difference of opinion, but have a great conversation about a topic. And then there's other people where you don't even want to engage them because you just know it's going to go down a bad road. <laughs> yeah. You know, we never had the chance to uh, discuss the repercussions of the video that came out prior, oh, yeah, yeah, prior yeah. to the Wall and Paul Pack uh, episode. That was some wild discussion. That that did exist. kept me busy for days. We we named the episode appropriately. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll say yeah, we that. Um, it was a hot button thing, but you know what? For the most part, you know we. Excuse me. I'm lost in the forest over here. <laughs> we uh, we had a few comments that you know just completely disagreed with us, but I still don't think it, it was anything like. I'm done with you guys. Right, 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 right. Because, you know, I think we, we sort of asked for it. You know, give us your opinion. And that's it. You know, we and that come back around to the uh, the word logic. That was a big underlining uh, thing with, with that conversation was we, we came at it from a logical perspective. Not because my daddy told me or my grandpappy made me do it this right. way. That's why I want to do it. No, it's like, what are the economics? What is the biology of it? What is the, you know, the conservation aspect of it? You know, we could totally relate to a, a lot of the knee-jerk reaction, the feelings, the emotions, the traditions. We can relate to that. I mean, we, Mike and, oh yeah, Mike, Mark and I understand that completely, you know, because we're big traditionalists. I mean, that's what keeps us in the woods a lot of times. But, you know, we you got to have a logical view on things like this to drive progress. I mean, we got to progress. Yeah, that's just... But yeah, thanks to everybody out there who who shared it and yeah, that, watched it. I mean, we hit almost ten thousand views in yeah, a week. It, it might actually eclipse that t- today. I think we're just we're right about there. Yeah, that was that was probably the, one of the biggest videos we've put out to date, and we've had some that went, you know, that did pretty well, but over a longer period of time. I mean, yeah, it's only been like a week yeah. and a half or something like that, where maybe we're pushing up, coming up on two weeks that it was and it out was, there. Well, and, it was it was all organic. Pretty yeah. much too, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I think we shared it in like two groups. Yeah, I shared it in two or three myself, and yeah. then it just started getting shared by this person, that person, and uh, and I, and you know what? It it's good because I, I don't know. It, here I'm almost doing the opposite of what we just said because, you know, I want my opinion to be out there sure. because I feel that it's logical. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's right. Of course, but of course, I mean. You know, it's kind of like a pat on the back, like, mm-hmm. hey, the, there are people that agree with you. Right, right. 
because yeah. a lot of the times it doesn't always feel that way. You know what I mean? No, you're right. You're right. But it is. You know, to get it out there and to drive the discussion, I think, is yeah. more of the, the ulterior motive there, is to drive discussion, not just to drive opinion, but to drive an right. actual discussion between people who differentiate with their opinions. Um, and I think we're pretty successful in that. And, and it went over pretty well, you know. Yeah. So I, there's one aspect that I'm, I'm looking into right now, and that's the, the view of the waterfowl hunters. Yeah. Because you know, that's a very unique perspective because of the season limitations and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm not going to speak on it yet because I don't have enough information on it. But who knows? I might not speak on it at all. But uh, I'm going to an event um, in May. In May, I'm going to an event um, for a, a group called One Wish Foundation. And uh, it's a really great organization. Uh Check them out. I'm not getting too deep into it, but check them out on Facebook. It's a great organization. They help a lot of sick kids uh, get on some adventures with hunting and fishing and stuff like that. And there's going to be a lot of waterfowlers there. So I'm hoping to make some connections there with some, um, you know, Delta Waterfowl and Ducks Unlimited and, and get their take on it a little bit and see, you know, what their thoughts are on it. Because yeah. they have a whole different perspective because the way that the flyways work, they're, you know, it's a national flyway. It's not just a state-regulated thing. So we have ducks that come from Canada and all the way down south, and, you know, you get 60 days of hunt. That's it. You right. know what I mean? So where those 60 days fall, and you throw Sunday hunting in the middle into that mix, and it, it can subtract from a good part of the season. But and that's as far as I'm going to get into it. But there's, you know, a, a different uh, perspective out there that um, is very relevant, you know, and it's something I'm not much of a waterfowler anymore. I used to be, but it's different right. now than when I used to do it. Yeah, I'm whoop. Not good. I uh that was my phone. My fault. But uh yeah, I never got into waterfowling or wing shooting or anything oh, it's a like ton that. Of fun, man. I I'm sure it is. I'm I'm sure I'm sure, you know, you get to shoot a lot of rounds and you know, there's I have a, a buddy that I work with who uh, who's big into it and there's a lot more strategy and scouting involved than you think yeah absolutely i've been watching uh i'm just gonna say an unnamed person on on facebook recently it seems like they're decimating the canadian geese population <laughs> but uh single-handedly yeah, yeah i see that yeah they're having some success this year i'm ready to uh get my hands on on some goose though yeah because it you know it looks pretty delicious the, it is the, i'm the, a big fan I'm a big fan. There's there's a lot of people who hate it. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people that hate venison too. Yeah. Listen, we we can't all. I mean, be I'm 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 like a garbage disposal though. I like I'll, <laughs> I'll literally try anything, and uh, I'm sure I could do something with it. Uh, goose chili is a thing, right? Goose chili is a thing. You know, what we used to do is uh, now uh, when I before I got married, my my roommate and I we pretty much lived on game. We hunted everything: small game, deer, rabbit. Uh, turkey, waterfowl, geese, ducks, everything. And uh, some of my favorite are wood ducks and um, the greenheads, man, the mallards. Don't they say wood ducks are, are pretty greasy? A little bit, but you got it's any any duck breast can get greasy because there's yeah. a thick layer of fat on the breast. You got to render that fat. Which you just got to do it right. It all comes down to technique. Yeah. But one of the cool things we did with, with duck is we used to grind them up and make manwich, goose manwich. It sounds kind of really <laughs> rednecky, but man, it's good stuff. There's a million ways to do it, you know, but yeah. So that's a, yeah. We'll we'll get after it. We we're, we might have to might have to leverage our audience a little bit next year and get out there and uh, you know, <laughs> do some waterfowl hunting. You know, we we have 
it's actually funny because we ha- we have a lot of good ideas coming up for the spring. Yeah. But the summer, I want to get back into doing some summer fishing, which yeah. I haven't done it for a long time. You know, fishing for bullheads, they're delicious. Uh, getting into like a mess of pan fish is always oh, yeah. a, a lot of fun. I got a, a really cool little project happening this spring. I have a uh, 17-foot aluminum Grumman canoe that I'm redoing. A what so now? It's, uh, it's a canoe, just a 17-foot canoe. Is it a skinniff? It's not a skinniff, <laughs> nor is it a canoe. A canoe? <laughs> skinniff? No, a regular canoe, but uh, it's a really cool uh, really cool canoe. So I'm working on that. It's basically a guy from a guy who painted it with house paint and made a mess of it. So I'm refinishing it. So I'm Ooh. stripping it down and repainting it. But um, real cool canoe. That's real cool, man. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. My wife bought it off a guy for a hundred bucks. So I was doing some research online. They're like seventeen hundred bucks. Really? She got it for a hundred dollars. Yeah, the guy was getting divorced and selling everything he had before his wife could get a hold of it. <laughs> so she bought it from off of him for a hundred bucks for me. But yeah, interesting story. Anyhow. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll have to get out and set up because it's got all kinds of cool, uh, you know, bars and supports in the thing that would, uh, support some camera gear and stuff like that. We'll get out there, there and go. do some, uh, do some filming on the water. Uh, hey, you know what? I gotta cool. get, I gotta get back on the big bass. I, I used to be a real big bass fisherman. Got a great lake for it. Yeah? Yep. Is yep. it, is it a lake or yep. is it a pond? No, it's a lake. Is Shahola. It? Lake Shahola. It's a nature preserve. And man, there are some hogs in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We used to. We, you can waterfowl hunt there too. You can hunt ducks up hmm. there. You can hunt migratory birds. You can uh, bass fish. I'm. Geez, I should, can we edit this out because I think I just gave away a huge secret. That's a great spot, man. Yeah. I mean, we'll you literally out, said the, the name just now. <laughs> you definitely gave Dang it away. Me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Don't go there. It sucks. The water levels are down and it's polluted. Well, I think that that was the decoy name because. I, I mean, I'm assuming you winked at me just to say, like, yep. this is the decoy name. It wasn't just yeah. you winking at no. me like you're, like you're wanting to do. Lake Shinibaba. <laughs> it's a great place to go fishing. Well, Google it. Well, Lost Forest is living up to the ABV. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, you know, you know I, had, I had this one pond, and it, it's, it's almost a lake. It, it it's isolated way back in the woods, mm-hmm. it, but it's it's big enough. It's it's several acres, I would say. And uh, me and my cousin got on it one time. He had this van. He he does epoxy floors, and he has this this van that we put a uh, like a twelve foot aluminum boat in the back of. Nice. And then we ratchet strapped around the doors and held it in, and we drove back through That's this field, notch. bogging through this field, and we got it on there with a little trolling motor. Yeah. And we just absolutely hammered panfish with Mr. Twisters. Mm-hmm. We just set the. Oh, that's so much fun! A little it, ultralight reel. Because I mean, like the the pond is like three hundred yards long, mm-hmm. and that's that's what we had. We had little ultralights and Mr. Twisters. Yeah. And we just set the you know the the trolling motor to like one. Yeah. And just buzzed just along. Them and along. It, was, yep. it was insane. I we we almost pulled out our limit. We were saving them all because then we got back and. Busted out the old Rapal electric fillet knife. Yeah, buddy, that's a good. That's a good eating right there. That's a good dinner. Good that's meal. how it goes. I, I I have to definitely get back into doing some more fishing. And that's it. And that comes along with uh, you know the outdoor lifestyle. You know, it's not mm-hmm. all hunting. It's it's fishing. It's camping. I mean, it'd be cool. I, I I used to get in. I do a lot of. Well, I don't do it so much anymore. With my kids, sometimes we get into it. Was doing bushcrafting, and yes. uh, that kind of stuff. That's a lot of fun. It's a neat hobby. Do you ever? 
see on YouTube or, or not on, even on uh, on Facebook comes up all the time. There's, there's two different videos, like series of videos that mm. are real good. There's one of this guy that makes like hot tubs and like little like stoves and it's all out of like clay and bamboo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're wild. That guy's nuts. Yeah, he's out of you, control. You watch it. He, he, it's like a 10 minute video, but he like rips through it. Right, right, right. And, yeah, I'm not that into it. No. I mean, I can make a fire with sticks and stuff like that and I can, yeah. you know, get make fishing hooks out of the wild, that kind of stuff, catch fish with, you know, that kind of stuff, fish it, traps, but. But the other cool one, is it Alaban cooking or something like that? Oh, Amazon cooking. Yes. How badass is that? I'm so hooked on it. They don't talk. No. Yeah, it's just all recipe speaks for itself. I love that. I think I might, we might have talked about this before. Did we? I was absolutely just like hooked on that. Yeah. As soon as this goes off, we're going to watch a bunch of those. Because I just saw one today that looked brand new, and it looked like he got like a really good camera. Mm-hmm. Like he just upgraded all his right, stuff. Right. And he was making... Well, they got popular real fast. It just took off and went through the roof. I, I was watching one the one day. I was like, this is awesome. And then I looked at it, and it was like 8 million views. Yeah, yeah. It's like, the the oh star of the show God. is the knife and the cutting board. Yeah. That's yeah. like the well, star he has, of the He channel. has definitely a custom-made knife. Yeah, well, they sell them now. You can buy them. They started having a guy manufacture those knives for Oh, oh yeah. They're not stupid. No. <laughs> What? Great. Amazon cooking. Yeah, they're out of... Uh, <laughs> I was like, going to call I, it. I want to say Czech Republic or something, but they're out of like... Uh, they're over in Europe somewhere. Um, but yeah, they're, they're every once in a while, I might catch a you know a side view of their face or something, but they try to keep their identities kind of... I've never seen, kinda, I've never seen the Yeah, they face. keep their identities kind of uh, on the down low, but yeah, they do some phenomenal recipes and they all do it on open fire, you know, mostly. It's good stuff. Yeah, big fan. I was trying to explain to my kids uh, what a shore lunch was the other day. Oh, there you go. And they're like, they they couldn't believe it. You wait, you, wait a minute. You can cook fish that you catch on the side of the lake that you caught them from. I'm like, yeah, dude, you don't even have the cook them. <laughs> Rip into them. You don't even got to cook them. Just start chewing on them. But yeah, no, it's it's so there's a lot to be a lot of opportunities this summer to get out and uh, you know do do some adventuring. We have we have a little turkey turkey cooking video planned we do yeah yeah i'm really looking forward to that <laughs> we're, we're not giving anything else away you you could judge by the sound of jay's voice what you know yeah, the interpret that how so you will yeah it's gonna be interesting that's no doubt uh we're gonna have to man the old uh bleep button on that one. Oh yeah 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 <laughs> it's gonna get real interesting real fast yeah but uh, yeah, we got some we got some cooking ideas coming up, um, you know that kind of stuff. So we should do some outdoor stuff, outdoor cooking. Um, you know, we'll get we'll get into it. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to yeah. you know get more video involved and do some more non hunting material. Because uh, last year we were just trying to still test the waters of this whole project. Yeah. Now yeah. we've got a little bit more. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into. Um, I guess a bit more of the cooking side of it. I, I as mean, we should we, we, both we do are have pretty good at it because now i'm thinking of another guest that that it's going to be heavy heavy on that yeah yeah i don't want to give anything away you know no 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 i i got a i i have another idea uh for a guest i don't know if i've talked to you about it or not but we'll talk about it off the off mic but yeah there's gonna be some interesting stuff coming down the pipeline for sure and again you know we're, we want to be able to hold the conversation mark and i uh to carry the podcast yeah. And uh, to bring some other people in on the conversation is going to be fun, but it's just going to be kind of a bonus. We don't want to rely on that uh, model uh, to make this successful. So, uh, and again, that comes around to everybody who's listening. You know, you guys are awesome. 
you keep this flowing and uh, you make it what it is. You know, there's uh, the the response has been tremendous, and we couldn't be happier with it. Yeah, so it's, it's and plus it's so it's a lot of fun to do. I mean, oh yeah, I've had a, a hell of a week, and it just definitely feels good to just sit here and BS and just you know talk sure. about hunting and beer and. Well, once we start doing this, like. I'm constantly thinking of topics. Like I'm constantly running things through my head. I mean, I think I might have sent you that one word document I had. It was the most crazy gibberish oh, word yeah. document of nine pages of just random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you the your mind is basically uh, like a filibuster. Yeah, like, a little bit. <laughs> just yeah. like yeah, I just, just like, like as I think of stuff, I just jump on my laptop and just start a new paragraph. And uh, yeah, it's pretty random. Yeah, um, it, it, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. We, we should bring it up and, and look at a topic. Do I have it? You, you might. have it. You I have it. it. Um, boy, oh boy. Um, okay, there was one. I shouldn't have put you on the spot like no, that. No, that's okay. That's all right. Let me scroll down because that's a lot of stuff that we've already covered. Um, pick, pick one thing and we, we'll talk about it right now. All right. Uh, one of the – okay, that was – okay. Oop, let me close this out. I almost gave it away. I almost said somebody's name. I have some questions for one of our guests coming up. Don't. Um, don't say anything. So one of the things I thought was because it's starting to we're coming into uh, the spring a little bit. So I thought like for uh, next couple of episodes, one like fail-proof turkey tip, turkey hunting tip. One thing that, you know, whether it's, you know, common or not, you hmm. know, whether it be, uh, you know, scout. You know, yeah. Come on, really? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Scout. Yeah, like, I know. Scout. Yeah, turkey uh, turkey hunting's definitely been on my mind a bunch oh, lately. Oh hell yeah! I mean, Can't it's coming stop. up my Instagram. I've been I've been like every couple of days I got a new turkey topic going up on my Instagram, which is uh, at black underscore rock underscore outdoors. <laughs> uh, by the way, yeah. <laughs> but it's been getting hit uh, with all my any kind of turkey content I have. I've been putting some stuff up because it is you you move out of the you know the deer hunting yeah. you know, mode into pretty much turkey mode i mean i still have a little bit of small game mode left in me uh, i'm trying to get out the next next week we i think we only have till next thursday and it's over um oh really yeah i can still hunt small game right now but i'm trying to get out one more time wait until uh, it ends on a thursday yeah doesn't end on a weird I'm pretty certain I'll check. I have the I have them like right on the home screen of my phone. I have all the seat bag limits and seasons, but um, you know something like that because again we're coming into it and we don't want to overkill it yet. You know what I mean? Because right. we, we're going to have some really good turkey content coming down the pipeline, so we don't want to really you know dilute it. Right. But, right. Right. Um, yeah. That was something that I was thinking maybe for the next couple of episodes coming up, we can throw out one good turkey tip per episode. Um, what what well, what would your are you going to start with your, like, third-ranked turkey tip, or are you going to start off with your best turkey tip? I don't know if I have a best one, because a lot of my, a lot of my thoughts on this is situational. Like, is it early season? Is it late season? What kind of decoy spread do I use in the early well, versus late? About, you know, oh, oh okay. Stuff. So like, we're talking about early versus late season. Well, it could be anything, dollar. really. Like, you know... Um, First, you know, first day, obviously, you have a better shot at a bird because they haven't been called that an awful lot. Yeah. Um, so you could be a little bit more loose with your calling. Uh, my big my big thing is if you call a turkey and you hear him, whether he's on the roost or not, if you hear the turkey answer you and he honors your call, then you already know he knows where you're at. I've seen a lot of people, whether it be on YouTube videos or even on 
television shows where I'm like puckering because they're overcalling so much. They're yeah. just way too much, like simmer down. I've done it. I've been guilty of it in the past, but that's how you learn. So you screw it up. So what what's your move in that situation? My move is if I hear a turkey gobble, he honors me, I'll give him some time. If he gobbles again and he's closer, I'm shutting up. So wait, so the first time you you, you yelp a little bit, mm-hmm. like morning yelp. Yep. He gobbles. He gobbles. Now, if he's in the roost. Do you, do you, do you sit or do you move? Uh, depending how far away he is, I'll, I'll usually sit. And, and see, that's the whole thing. It's so hard to talk about, like, turkey tips because it, it is. is so situational. Okay, well, then here's one that's a little more black and white. Early season, you got to avoid getting too close to the roost because there's not a lot of leaves on the trees. The turkeys oh, can see yeah. a lot further away. Yeah. So you don't want to bump them. So earlier in the season, you want to kind of keep your distance from the roost. I See, I get bummed when the leaves come out. Yeah. I think that that I think it's more of a detriment than than a positive. I mean, I guess it depends how you look at it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Glass is empty. Yeah, right. Glass. Oh, is it? Glass half empty. My, mine's uh, has full. <laughs> my glasses. Well, my glass is half full. Yeah, when those leaves come out, that's I just feel like you. At that point, you know, it's dying off because I think honestly we missed the 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 peak of the breeding season yeah it, the it, weather sucked when, when it starts we're already on the downhill side of it yeah yeah most yeah. of the time and the last year was actually the first year that I like lived the t- the testament to that in this house because oh, yeah. we're right on a hill here where turkeys roost they roost right in the driveway and I mean that throughout pretty much April. It's just like they're all over the yard, yeah. and they're they're on top of each other. They're fighting. It's mm-hmm. just it's absolutely wild. But uh, yeah, once it uh, started up, they kind of calmed down. Gobblers moved you, out. They want to give that. That's <clears throat> that, that comes down to you know the biologists of our state making the right call. I mean, yeah, it's not great for hunting, but it's great for their for you know. Yeah. Getting the keeping the species going. You know what I mean the prolification of that uh those right. winged freaks man yeah there's not enough of them yeah no not nearly <laughs> but yes it is a thursday next thursday it ends which is weird it ends on a thursday but squirrel season ends next thursday so i mean i definitely had a plan to, to try to get out before then with the iron sights because oh, i have my yeah. my iron sights 22 nice i think that'd be fun absolutely i haven't seen many squirrels around no. around the house well it all is rabbit in too uh yeah yeah, rabbits. I'm pretty sure pheasants might be in too. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm walking. Poor swampy. Uh, marshy. <laughs> marshy. <laughs> I'm walking around holding marshy. I'm like, dude, it's rabbit season. Yeah, I'm going to have to snap your neck and eat you. He'd probably be good eating. Might. He looks pretty fat. I saw him in your driveway when he I was coming fat. up. He's a big fat bunny. Well, they're also feeding him a bunch. Yeah, no. so. yeah. they might be frowned upon. <laughs> I well, what am I supposed to do now? I mean, the the thing came running up to me in the woods. Either you're gonna eat it or a coyote's gonna eat it. So you know, wow, <laughs> that's something we should do is try to do some coyote hunting here. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was talking to the neighbor after I picked up Marshy that day, um, she's like, yeah, she's like, there just m- must not be many predators around here. I was like. Are you kidding? Like, uh, do you have ears? Yeah. Like, <laughs> they wake me up out of a sound Tell your sleep. chickens that. Yeah. They they disappear. But, I mean, still, I mean, we get them howling in the yard. 
Yeah. That one night they were 100% in the yard, which reminds me I need to get a good spotlight this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I ran downstairs and I grabbed it the one day and I was mm-hmm. like, well, the one night, and I was like, I need a cigarette lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so I definitely, you know, need to come into the 21st century and get something like battery operated. Oh, yeah, man. I've got a small one I keep in my truck that's ridiculous. It's, yeah. It fits in my palm of my hand. Yeah, it's I'm like sure that. 1,600 lumens or something like that. It's better than any spotlight I've ever had in, there's, in the past. There's the conversation we've been waiting to have. Oh, the spotlighting, spotlighting. conversation. Jeez, how much time we got? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we won't get into it now, but I think the one day I, I said something about not, oh yeah, we've 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 touched on it. Not being a fan, but no, and, and there's and there's there's an argument to be made on both sides you know of what? that coin too. I, well, the, the thing is, I used to live for it. I loved mm-hmm. it. Oh, so did I. Me it, and my buddy, man, we, when we were in high school. That's what we we loved it. You know, it was just yeah. more of like going. It's like going to a weird zoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know the 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 camaraderie of it, and the uh, you know. Other curricular activities that kind of come along with it, yeah, going no. on, but you know, and, and not poaching, <laughs> not right, po- right, right, not right, right. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> let's we can just, be vague on certain let's just topics. Say we're, but... we're, we're, you know, going out for a road trip and doing a little spotlighting is, yeah, you know, it was what it was, a byproduct. Yeah, but it's, uh, I've caught on the other end of it now mm-hmm. with people, you know, hitting my house and spotlighting my yard and. Gets to the point where it's like, you know, is it worth being able to do that for the people that do post? Like it causes, yeah. You know, well, it's a, it's different now. And again, we'll 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 definitely, pardon me, dive into this one as well. Yeah. Both feet. We seem to be getting on a bit of a trend yeah. with these controversial topics. But what yeah. the hell? Why not? No one else is doing it, so well, we may as well. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that, Love it or hate it, we'll we'll accept either. Yeah, maybe that'll be the next one. Next one we do because we're probably doing another one in two weeks or so. And yeah, yeah. We've maybe that'll some... be the first topic we cover, so we could put out a good video segment of that, and people could yell at us and say how much they love it and it's tradition. Yeah. Hey, whatever. If that's your thought on it, man, I'm I'm cool with that. Like I said, there's a discussion to be had on both sides of the coin for that, and I'm prepared to, uh, to discuss both sides because yeah. again. I've done it when I was a kid and, you know, and I enjoyed it. And, you know, it's something that I think my kids might enjoy, but I definitely, uh, you know, understand the, the relevance of the other, co- the other side of the coin where, you know, you're in your house wondering, okay, are they just looking at deer or are they trying to shoot my deer? Right. You know, with the, the, the high performance crossbows being a factor now, Yep. they weren't a factor when I was spotlighting, man, you couldn't even, they, they didn't even sell crossbows. Yeah. When I was a kid, you know what I mean? And, until I was a, a, an adult, you couldn't even buy one, you yeah. know? And then even then, you had to get a special permit from your doctor to, to hunt with one, you know, before they passed them into law. So it's it's one of those uh, topics where, you know, I think it's, as we progress uh, socially and technologically, it, it starts to alter the the outcome of that discussion. Yeah. I My mind totally changed. The night that I was, it was it was late. It was definitely past legal spotlighting time, mm-hmm. which is eleven, I think. Right, eleven o'clock. Yeah, and you can't shine on houses. That's, well, that's it, another downside. Thing. I mean, that's, that's that, this is a different time. They they have hit my house before because I was like laying like we we live pretty far off the road. Oh yeah. When your room lights up yeah. from where we live, yeah, yeah, it's like all right. But either way, I was 
was walking through, like we were already watching TV and I, I got up out of bed and I, I was going to the kitchen. I think I was going to let the dog out, but I saw that there was a light in our yard lit up and I, I looked out and they had it on a deer. I, I couldn't really see that. I could just see the outline of the deer mm-hmm. and they were sitting there. The truck was just idling and the, the light was on the deer and I'm sitting there saying they're just sitting there watching the deer and I'm in my house watching them. And I'm like, move along. You, you see the deer, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's, it creates a different feeling when it's just, they're looking sure. at something in your yard. Of course. Of and, course. It, and, and it's almost irrational because it's not like it's not my deer. No, no. And that's, but that's, also it's like, well, what, what are you doing? You, you saw the deer. And that's where, that's where a lot of the discussion comes from is the whole, what are you doing thing? Yeah. The whole, you, what are you doing discussion? Yeah. And, and what that's are where, your intentions in exactly. my yard? Exactly. <laughs> and that's where, you know, that's where a, a big pivot point in that discussion comes from. And, you know, I'll get into it. I did some research on that as well about, you know, where the law stands and where the law potentially, you know, almost went. Uh, there was a lot of people, uh, you know, that were pushing to, to ban it altogether. And now, again, with the advancements in technology, you know, it, it makes it a little bit easier for poachers to be discreet. Um, so that's that's where there's a, a bit of a turn in a, yeah. in, in in the uh, the opinions on that, uh, the, the the public opinion or the legal opinion, yeah. depending on how you you know flip the coin. But I'm not much of a fan of it anymore. No, and, and nor am I. But like I said, you know, will my will it ruin my kids' lives if I can't take them spotlighting? No. Absolutely not. And it's not going to ruin anyone's scouting no, efforts. No, no. You know, the unless you're super there. lazy. But the deer's going to be there. And that's it. And it's more of a like, let's just go see what's out there. You know, because yeah. most of the time when we spotlighted places, we'd spotlight places we sure couldn't hunt. Right. We knew we couldn't hunt them. Right. We just want to see what's out there. Right. It was more of a like, you know. Like I said, some kind of freaky ass zoo trip. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. You know, that, there you go. There's a T-shirt for you. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of freaky, some kind of freaky ass, ass zoo, trip. zoo trip. Yeah, but you know, but is it gonna is it gonna kill kill everybody to not be able to do it anymore? No. So does the does the pro outweigh the con in you know disbanding it, or does the pro of keeping it legal outweigh the con of you know making it illegal? So it's an interesting discussion for sure. Which yeah. I think we should take up in more detail. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. A, at a later date. That with would be far fewer ABVs. <clears throat> you know what? I think that's going to be our our next podcast live session because that's a, that's a good Ooh, that's one. a good idea. Yeah, that's, go live that's, with it. See what everybody that, thinks. That's a good. We'll have to advertise that one for a couple of days. We'll get ourselves one hell of a of a, of a discussion yeah. going on that one. That's a good topic that everyone has an opinion on for sure. Yeah, they should have an opinion on it. Yeah. If I you don't think yet, so. think about it because it's coming. Yeah. So they're they're. <laughs> That's a, that's your hint for the next thing that's coming. There you go. But I don't know. I'm good with talking. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> we have a few things we do have to discuss, but we're going to do that, uh, you know, without your ears yeah. uh, in tune, unfortunately. All due respect. We love y'all. Going to do a little planning. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, coming along with us. Uh, season two has been awesome so far. And we're actually uh, picking up the pace from last year. Yeah, that and that, which is the goal, mm-hmm. you know. I'd like to hit twenty this year. Yeah, I, it, I don't have any doubt that we'd be able to do that. I mean, the last year our original goal was twenty four. So yeah, I think we had what eighteen. Yeah, if our bonus was based on that, we wouldn't get hundred percent of it. Yeah, well, you know, company <laughs> bonuses are down last year. 
Well, we'll try to make a, yeah. a greater effort this year. Yeah, we're going to make a run at it. I mean, and you know. uh, we've got we've we've got a couple irons in the fire for some really cool spring content. Whether that yeah. gets released this year or next spring uh, remains to be seen. But um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. So, but stay tuned. We got some cool stuff coming your ways. Please do not hesitate to throw out any sub- suggestions or opinions or anything. Yeah, ah, throw us a middle finger emoji. We don't care. Yep, we'll anything. It. It, it all helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. With that, let's wrap it up, and we will see you in episode five. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you.